Hello and welcome to Vice of Issues, a foul mouth spoilful combo podcast where two comic fans and two non comic fans talk about controversial comic books and comic book history. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And we come to the end of Legacy Vember to talk about Legacy. Yeah, Carol Danvers. Finally, I'm ready. <laughs> Legacy's Captain Marvel, the other one. This is Legacy, the Legacy <laughs> character. Oh, oh, Legacy. I just want to say, we will be returning to Carol Danvers soon, right? Yes, after the holiday break, we'll do Christmas episodes, back issues. We'll be back for Carol, uh, to set up for her movie coming out. We'll talk about her history. Good. This is to set up some of the convoluted history of Captain Marvel for Legacy of Ember. And I think this was, for me, I, I want to do the story for Legacy of Ember because it shows the other side of Legacy. Uh, when it's not just all inspiring, I will live up to you. And... and and by legacy, Sly means the character Genus, who is Captain Marvel's son, who takes his yes. mantle of being Captain Marvel. Yes. Didn't we say it was Ginus last time? <laughs> no, that's Rick Jones calls him Ginus. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're calling him Legacy. He's never called Legacy once in this comic. Okay, yeah, so uh, I'm called Genus. He, he, st- he already dropped Legacy a long time ago. He's, but, it's, but his name was Legacy, so I just keep calling him Legacy. But it's Genus his name, to his buds. Yeah, J- Jenny, if, Jenny, if you're a bud, his genius to everyone else. Genius, if you're his enemy. <laughs> so we have to get to the history of genius a little bit. Uh, of all the other fucking histories we've gone to. So last time we saw him, he was pouring one out for his homies over yeah. his dead dad's grave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we mentioned that series got canceled and never got the story really resolved. And we talked about how that was like the worst era of comics. And they had an event called Avengers Forever, which was uh, an attempt to undo the 90s, basically, in a lot of ways for the <laughs> Avengers. For the Avengers. Yeah. Like uh, uh, when I, I mentioned Tony Stark uh, became a teenager, <laughs> Avengers Forever is the event they undid that, and they tried to make Avengers uh, more more uh, like a, a classic style, like more more what what you expect to see in like the movies now. Like the movies make it quaint, but that like the the style, the more fun kind of comics you see now, uh, or uh, f- more fun, fun kind of Marvel you see now, it was pretty much dead by by the mid '90s, and like Avengers Forever started gearing things back to a more colorful. Era. Critically and for fans, it was a big success. So they were like, yeah. make comics great again, and everyone elected Yeah, pretty them. much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in Avengers Forever, they also tried to make Genius not just a, a 90s edgelord. Rick Jones went to the future, and he met future uh, Genius. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he merged with future Genius, and when he went back into the past, he merged with past Genius because of weird science bullshit. Wait, Rick Jones uh, merged with them? Rick J. Rick- yeah, yeah, Rick James. <laughs> what are you? What, what are you? What am uh, I saying? I'm Rick James, bitch. What do you mean by like he merged with them? Like they became the same person? Like like oh his, his dad. Um, the Nega Band. They occupy the same space. You have to switch with the Nega Band. Yeah, I feel like that's not merging. That's like you you enter into this weird contract where you switch places every now and then. I know, but they call it merging all the time. It's oh. it's, always, it's, it's not always, merging because I don't. It's think, not. It's I don't not, think I of Rick Jones, but I think of Janice. Now uh, I have a question, Sly. You know a lot more about Captain Marvel than me. Yeah, if they ahead. were in the middle of switching. And you unplugged the link cable. Would you get two Captain Marvels? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> so they they, they uh, made Rick Jones merge with Genesis, and Peter David was high, was given the book. Peter David is one of my favorite comic book writers, uh, yeah. but he is one of the most uh, underrated ones because he started as a uh, he wanted to be a writer. He never got to work. He became a publisher instead. So then we tried to transition back into writing. Uh, people at Marvel hated him because he was a conflict of interests. So he, he he was always getting pulled off books. Like we talked, uh, one we, one of his earliest comics was a Spider-Man uh, uh, story called Death of Ginger Wolf, which is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories of all time. Uh, after he wrote that, he was pulled off the book immediately because Marvel like fuck you, we hate you, Peter David. <laughs> and, and they always gave him books that nobody else wanted to do. Like he he became the definitive writer for the Incredible Hulk. Uh, he wrote Hulk for uh, like eleven years. I forget how many years, but many many years. He's, like definitive writer for Hulk. And it's only because. No one, literally, no one else wanted to write Hulk. Everyone's like, "We really don't want to write this character anymore." Peter David, you have him now. And Peter David is like, "I guess I'll do it." And, <laughs> and he said, wrote the book for eleven years, and then someone else, John Byrne, was like, "I want to write Hulk," and they kicked Peter David off. Yeah, that's why uh, Peter David got Captain Marvel, and that leads. <laughs> this is where Peter David entered into the modern era. Peter David, unfortunately, where if you see my conventions, he's usually writing some sealess book and just saying, "I'm really happy to still be working." Like, thank God, <laughs> because what happened to the the first Captain Marvel run? It got canceled. It was for 35 issues, uh, and it was more of a fun, a good take on the Captain Marvel premise of Rick Jones and a Captain Marvel merger together. But it was more like a comedy slice of life kind of book. Yeah, and like this one. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it got canceled. It wasn't selling. And uh, Marvel was like, okay, we give you one more shot, Peter David. One shot, one opportunity. Well, didn't they do some like fan vote thing? Yes. Okay, I'm glad you brought it up because I wasn't sure if I wanted to mention it, but. 
there's an event called there's, there's so mocking of Peter David they spit in his face so much they're like your books can't are so shit we can probably outsell so we had an event called you, you Decide I had editors of Marvel Bill Jemis had his own book called Marvel which was the worst fucking comics I've read in my fucking life <laughs> we're gonna do eventually he had dad running a post Captain Marvel what, and what another... was Marvel about just like Captain Marvel or what? No, just just a tease, Marvel, because we have to eventually. It starts as a parody of Smallville, oh. uh, par- parodying DC, making making fun, like making really dumb jokes at DC. Bill Jemis was like going insane halfway through it, and it becomes about like God and faith, and <laughs> it's, I, it's it's is fucking that going insane or did he find his faith, Sly? <laughs> Wolverine, he makes like Wolverine like Adam and Eve, like Wolverine is Adam in the Adam and Eve scenario, like. <laughs> Yeah, finding faith doesn't mean you your comic becomes about God. <laughs> it's Adam and Eve, not Wolverine. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's like religious trip is different, Phil. That's true. Uh, is this also so I, I I could be wrong. I kind of remember Trouble being involved in this. Somehow. Yes, Marvel. <laughs> f- no one wants to read on Marvel. Everyone hated Marvel, but Jemis was like, "I want this idea to live on," uh, and this inspired me to make my own label, and that label created Trouble. Trouble oh, is part okay. of the original label. Yeah, so old-time fans remember Trouble from our second episode ever. Yeah. 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 Mark Millar writes sexy Aunt May. Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so in, in this series of friends, it did beat out Marvel, but it still got canceled anyway. So poor Peter David. But this lasted a little bit longer, right? It was like 30 no, issues it was, or something? No, it, it was even 25? Less, 10, 25 versus 20, 35. So. Sorry, yeah, it's 25. Sorry. Yeah, and so, uh, so Peter David, I think he gave it his all. Like, if this... If, he came up with a new premise, take the series, and try to give it one last such effort. Yeah, this is a this is a cool story. I yeah, think. definitely. It's uh, drawn by Chris Cross and not the '90s hip hop duo <laughs> that wore yeah. their pants on backwards, yes. but some other guy. And the art's yes. the art's good by Chris Cross. Like it's yeah, really, it is. Excellent. I like it a yeah. lot. Yep. It's and one thing I love. This was like a, a thing during on Sarah, and it didn't always work, but I think it works here. They don't have inks; they just have colors over the pencils. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think it does a lot to make it help to, like the, the otherworldly look to it. it makes yeah, it and and Chris Sotomayor does the colorist coloring, yeah. and he's one of my favorite colorists. And it's just the color like kind of makes it for it's me. And yeah. Captain Marvel himself is so cool looking because he's like he's got like this dark costume on, but he he's like galaxy looking. It, it's not just the costume; it's like his his whole body becomes like a galaxy, kind of like how when you picture um what's Eternity, the the yeah. Marvel god, where he's just like it's just a silhouette of a a galaxy. It's like that's with what white Captain, glowing eyes. Yeah, that's what Captain it's, Marvel it's, invokes. Yeah, it's so really the, cool. The, the shadows of his costume are that have stars to them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and his chest piece and his negabands are like glowing gold. Like the it's like. It's brighter than other stuff on the page always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I he's just I really like the art in this. Yeah. And so uh, his costume is also now not, no longer Gambit. It's also it's yeah. now a more variation on uh, his dad's costume except mm-hmm. more otherworldly. He got rid of the ponytail. Yes. He grew up. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now um it opens with Rick Jones narrating uh, and I should mention Rick Jones when he merges he didn't merge with uh, uh, and go into the Negative zone. He merges and goes into the microverse, which is where in Ant Man the movie they talk about where he shrinks so far, you like disappear. The quantum realm. Yeah, where he shrinks so far, you disappear. That's basically where uh, Rick uh, Jones goes to now. Okay. And basically, uh, I think it's so they can have more stuff to do for Rick Jones when that's he's That's exactly just what I was like thinking. Yeah. Uncharted alien world. Yeah, yeah. Instead of wanting to just put him in like floating forever, they're like he can go on his own adventure. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so the story opens with uh, Captain Marvel getting ready to uh, go on patrol, quote unquote. And Rick Jones is narrating, saying, um, "It's like a, a dream where you, all you, you want to do is, is try to scream and warn and warn someone else, but you can't. And, and it feels like a dream. It feels like at some point you're going to wake up, but you're not. And he's like, this is how I felt the day Captain Marvel uh, went nuts.'" And uh, just to really belabor a point from the last couple episodes, Captain Marvel has just earned cosmic awareness, something they oh, seem yes. to give to everybody. Very important <laughs> note. And he, they treat it more like what well, cosmic awareness should have been in the first place, not just yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. The way it works here is... It's uh, it's almost omniscience. Like, yes. It is like he, he knows everything that is happening in the universe and he's trying to process and, it all at once. And he can see timelines that occur. Like if if like if like he saves this woman from being shot, this will be her life in the future if he mm-hmm. doesn't interfere with it. Like this is what will become of her. 
And one thing I, I do really like about this book that I just want to point out is it almost feels like a direct response to all the nitpicking we've been doing for the last two episodes. Yeah. Where we're like, well, if you're switching with Rick Jones, what happens there? Or like, Cosmic Awareness, wouldn't it make you do this? And this book is like, yes. Yes, it and, would. And that's why I really liked it. And the same reason I really like Dune is because like oracular powers are really cool because inevitably being able to know everything will kind of be so overwhelming that you can't... Yeah, a human being is not, like, ready for this knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really cool, I think. Yeah, so uh, the, the way they describe it is, like, he can see the strands, and he, can, he can't see... It's hard for him to make out the entire picture, but, he, like, he'll see, like, details, and he'll follow those those uh, details. Like, there's a, a guy dealing drugs, and Rick Jones is like, I don't know why he's going after this one drug I don't dealer. really get this, <laughs> It's because his cosmic awareness made him No, realize... I get how he knows, but I don't get what this guy's trying to do. <laughs> I, that's that's, that's uh, why I like uh, what it's doing here because there's, there's all these weird scenarios and we never know what's going on with them. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're true, weird. They're true. weird enough that it piques your interest. Like, what the fuck is going on? You yeah, because you're like know. a guy giving drugs to kid. That doesn't sound weird, but the guy turns into a big red alien goblin. <laughs> yeah, he's like a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like Rick Jones. I, I like Rick Jones' narration saying like, I like to imagine that all drug dealers are just fucking alien monsters from space, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's, it's more comforting to me to know that rather than their people human beings are that evil to each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, Captain Marvel gets another while he's fighting monster. He gets an, another awareness of a suicide bomber in another part of the country. So he he, he can't even ask this creature what, what he's what, what what he's doing here, dealing drugs to kids. So he just blows him up. And Rick Jones is like, "You shouldn't kill people." And I'm like, "He's a fucking alien." Yeah, yeah. Monster. Marv, we talked about before about life being precious, and he goes, "I know." So I don't see any point in having that talk again. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, first of all, I'm an alien. Not only do I, n- do I not share your beliefs, I don't even pretend to understand. And second of all, considering what you people do to yourself, I don't think you understand them either. And that's when you cut to a woman who is a suicide bomber on a bus. Yeah, yeah and, and, and she's looking at a woman breastfeeding a child. And she, the, woman, the suicide bomber starts tearing up as she's looking at this. And that compels her to rip open her chest and reveal the bomb. Mm-hmm. Be- before she could de- detonate it, Captain Marvel flies in, picks her up, and, and, and puts her in the force field. And says, you can explode yourself now if you want. And all she's, she does is scream, saying, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. And Rick Jones says... Uh, thinks himself uh, narrates. I trust the irony of the moment is not lost. Yeah. <laughs> and he drops her off with the police. And right after that, the woman who was breastfeeding shoots her. Yeah, and Rick God. Jones is like, "What the fuck? Like, did you not know that was gonna happen?" And Mar- Marvel's like, "I I knew it might happen. It's one. It was one of several possibilities. But I have somewhere else to be." And he's Rick Jones is like, he sounds really cold, like fanatically, yeah. not not like yelling and screaming, but like just so cold. A far cry from the uh, messing with my bajubies guy we saw last time. Yeah, episode. I was like, this isn't the same character at all, but I don't care. <laughs> that, that was the other thing when Sly was like, he's actually my favorite character, is that I, looking at this here, I feel like this isn't Genesis. This is like, it's yeah. not, this it's is not. like a reimagining of what if Captain Marvel had a son that grew up like without the love of, <laughs> yes, yes. of growing up on Earth. Like It's like Superman that just came to Earth as an adult and didn't yeah. grow yeah. up here. It's not like the cool 90s guy who's like, yeah. hey, bajubies. I, I, said that, I, I said that just to fuck with you guys, but uh, Genesis is, like, is one of those characters. There's a lot of characters that fall into this category. Uh, Quicksilver falls into this category. Rick Jones almost falls into this category for me. I do like Stan Lee's writing on him, too. But uh, a lot of these characters are Peter David-only characters. I only like him when Peter David writes them. <laughs> yeah. Like, Peter David is so good. He'll basically make new characters out of shit characters. Like, this is a new character, pretty much. But I like it so much, and... No, no, no other writer picks up on this this interpretation ever, but I like this interpretation so much that I, it makes me like appreciate even the shitty interpretation. I guess I don't know. Mm. I know, I know exactly what you mean. You guys remember when we did Death of Superman and uh, the Kryptonite Kid with his leather jacket and earrings? Yeah, the, the super, the new Superboy, Peter David, yeah. is the one who puts him on Young Justice. Oh yeah, and makes him so good. Peter David made uh, Superboy and our Jackass too. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's good at this. Yeah. And he does have a lot of nineties characters. He always gets stuck with these nineties characters no one else wants to write, so he always fixes nineties shitty characters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next thing, uh, thing Kevin Murray flies off to is an alien dying on this uh, destroyed planet. It's like a battlefield. Like this soldier is dying, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I wish I could see my mom." And he's like, "I'll take you home." And he kills him. And Rick yeah. Jones is like, "Why this of all the things?" He, he doesn't you have kill to go... him. He just like no, dies he just dies his, his arms. arms. He dies his arms. Yeah, and, and uh. Rick Jones is like, "Why? Why this of all things?" He's like, "I, I, I don't know. It's just like it's, it's cosmic awareness. You just, you're just not sure. It's just the universe was telling me I had to yeah. be here in this moment to help him." 
And that's why he says it. I don't know, okay? How many times, how many ways do you want me to say it? I just had to be here, and I don't know why. I just have to trust his reason to all this, right? All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that he, he's so pissed off. He's like, What do you want from me, Rick? Huh? My blood? My life? My soul? Well, what the hell do you want from me? And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> just drop it. He's like, I can't drop it. Don't you get it? The universe is twisting and folding endlessly back on itself, and all these things are possible. It's this gargantuan tap sheet, and I can see other threads. And every thread I can pull on, I can see all the ways it affects other threads, and onto infinity, and he gets real quiet with, all of a sudden. Uh, saying it's just a tool, Rick. Like, don't worry. It's, 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 I'm, I'm, I, 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 I got control over it. Don't worry. And yeah. then we see such a cool half a page where when he when Genesis goes quiet, we see both of his eyes, like a close up of his eyes, reflecting a different scene of what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. And one is an alien invasion from the Badoon, and they're invading a farming world and killing thousands of people. And in the other eye, we see a young girl who's about to be beaten to death by her angry boyfriend. Yeah, and he sees both of these possibities. Young alien girl. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's like an orange-skinned alien girl, and the Badoon are like these reptilian monsters. Yeah, and it and so Rick Jones narrates, and in the meantime, here's Marv, unable to be in two places and hauling a corpse for good measure, and he whispers, "I'm sorry, though I'm not sure who he's apologizing to. Maybe the girl, maybe the corpse, maybe both." And he drops the corpse and runs to the Badoon invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he goes and fights off the Badoon. And McJones says, I never knew why Badoon were attacking. I don't know anything more about the story. All I know is I, uh, they were attacking. Captain Marvel fought them off. That's all I knew about the situation. And while Captain Marvel was fighting all these, all these creatures, he's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's watching the girl get beaten to death while he's... Because he can't not see it. So he's yeah. seeing yeah. that happen yeah. as he destroys all these alien warships. And actually, as life, she bleeds to death and life fades from her eyes, he says, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? And Rick Jones narrates. And it all spills out out of him it's all presents itself to him all the threads of tapestry interwining one another this girl this alien girl the one he didn't save when she reached adulthood had she lived that is to reach adulthood her rough child her own brushes of death would have forged her own uh, forged her into the greatest peacemaker in the history of the known galaxy uh to sheer force of will charisma pa- compassion she would have been allied to all races uh ancient enmities would have been set aside a new era of galactic tolerance and worship of peace would have been born so unlikely of such a time of harmony have been that it would literally have dubbed been dubbed the age of miracles she was the most special female of our age, perhaps of any age. Many would claim that her birth was divinely inspired, although she will always deny it. And because Marvel is just think about this and think about it's all, it's all his fault. And uh, well, as he's as he's wrapping his mind around this, he's going through other images that's happening at the same time about uh, a traffic accident about the clean life of a little boy. If but if he doesn't die, he becomes a mass murderer. And but doing the regrouping, and as all these things are running through his head, uh, his eyes go cross-eyed. Uh, Rick Jones says he screams his name, uh, but he doesn't, doesn't hear him. Mm-hmm. And McJones narrates as Captain Marvel uh, like passes out, starts falling towards a, a planet, and uh, as Captain Marvel's falling towards the planet, and the alien is still floating in space endlessly. Uh, McJones narrates, "I know one phrase in Latin, ex- exactly one. I don't know why I remember it. The nuns in the orphanage taught it to us as part of a uh, class in ancient history. It goes quem Deus vult. I'm not gonna say fuck it. Per Prius. <laughs> Whom the gods wish to ruin, they first drive mad. And as I shout at Marv in impotent desperation, I keep thinking that Marv got cosmic awareness ex- exactly wrong. It's not that you see the entirety of all creation. It's that the entirety of creation sees you. And if for some reason it's not like what it sees." Then God help you, unless of course He's busy driving you mad. In which case, you're on your own. And it does like a comparison between like him crashed down in like after Captain Marvel fell down to the Earth, and it flashes over to the corpse that's floating in space. They let go. Yeah, in the, in the same mm-hmm. position. Yeah. So and so that's the first issue. And the, after that, I was like, okay, I am on board with the direction you're taking, Captain Marvel. Because yeah. at first I thought we were just gonna read like more superhero stories, and it was gonna be a lot more like you have to go stop this Kree skull whatever thing. And Instead, it's like, hey, actually, like, cosmic awareness drives you mad. And I'm like, yeah, I want, like, I'm interested in this. Yeah, how do you make a, <laughs> a, a super-powered character interesting? You talk about the the fucked-up part about being super-powered. Like, same yeah. thing, yeah. That's one of the same reasons Dr. Manhattan was interesting in yeah. Watchmen is not that he's, like, fighting well. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, he's so powerful. Look at him yeah, fight like, aliens. He is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And yeah. so the next issue opens with Rick Jones climbing a snowy mountain. Climbing his mountain, he gets um, he meets uh, like a giant woolly mammoth. Looking it's basically like the, that same like he has to go on a quest to find someone who can help him. So he climbs. The he's in the microverse mountain. and he's like, I'm stuck because yeah. Marv yeah, yeah. is just catatonic mm-hmm. on a, in a coma or something on this world, and I need to get out of the microverse. So he goes to the only person you go to in a situation like this, Shingadoon. Yeah, this yeah. woolly mammoth-looking guy uh, on 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 legs. And Shigatum uh, takes him to his cave, and Rick uh, Jones recounts what happened, and what happened since we left uh, the story, because there was like a, a time gap. It's like a month gap. or three months? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And he says he was screaming at, at uh, Marv for, for like the whole time for like weeks. Yeah, he's like, like, like please get up. I yet it, uh, pleaded, cursed, stopped everything. And the thing that made him snap out of it was, what will your father say if he saw you like this? And that made uh, Captain Marvel get up and say, discipline, and just fly off. <laughs> yeah, discipline, and he just yeah. flies off. And show how we and he said Rick John says that's when it gets weird. And uh, show how weird it gets. Uh, we cut to the Punisher going, <laughs> yeah. after, go, going after a mob boss. Yeah, this was weird. Not, not a mob boss, a uh, hitman. Uh, so this hitman uh, takes a hostage, and uh, Punisher is like, is, is like, uh, you're not getting out of here, so we let him go. And the hostage is like, please, guy, please don't kill me, man. And that's when Captain Marvel comes in. Uh, he starts t- talking man nonsense. And this this starts where it's like this is I think almost like my complaint with this because the the premise is that Captain Marvel goes mad in this series, but by mad it's like it's it I mean it's tough because it's still like very Marvelly and that like when he appears they're like what are you like nuts for appearing here and he's like if if you mean in the hard shell dried fruit sense or in the device used to tighten a screw sense no no I'm not. But you mean in the sense of insane, mad, crazy? I believe I am. Yes. This is where I was like, he's he almost like Jenna's here a little. <laughs> there's like the traces of it. There's, there's like oh, I'm trying to be cool, crazy, but there's like crazy, like I'm being goofy, crazy here yeah. too. Yeah. Huh? That's what I'm saying. Know. Like his personality becomes a lot more like sarcastic in like but, after but you he know has he, he, it's be- he becomes basically nihilistic. Yeah, he said he doesn't yeah. give a shit about anything anymore. Like now, this is like he lost complete touch of reality, and he, everything's like a joke to him now. Like, and when when he goes to people now, he he covers them them in that galaxy silhouette and yeah. that's that's the i think the artistic effect that he uses when he's using his cosmic awareness to see their entire lives right. no no he, he makes he lets he lets them see their lives like his cosmic awareness oh. can stretch over to them and he's like hey look at this yeah mm. okay so, so yeah. uh so yes so now he's just walking over uh like, uh, like this like, was a really interesting twist because yeah. when this scene started i was like Okay, what is this? Why yeah, is well, he with the Punisher? And this is what I love about the series. Like, uh, every scene, you don't know what's going to happen next. That's why I fucking yeah. about it. So he walks over to the... Uh, to, the Ken walks over to the hostage situation. Yeah, and he walks up to the hostage, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And he scans the hostage saying, Oh, you, uh, you murdered your, babe, your baby sister in the crib when you were five. You're yeah. a rapist. You're 14 you, years old. You were thinking about raping someone else. Yeah, you love killing your sister so much, it made you want to seek that thrill again. You're a monster. And he says, Tell the truth, this is who you are. Lie to me, not kill you. And the guy, the hostage, says, yeah, it's true. I'm sorry. And uh, his mom says, good. Uh, the truth will set you free. And he explodes the fucking... Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, good. And the Punisher's like, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. And the Punisher tries to, like, shoot the guy, but Captain Marvel lets him live. And the he's mom, like, no. The, like, hitman. And yeah. he's like, yeah, you have to let him live. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Punisher's like, are you insane? And Captain Marvel's like, yes, we covered it. I'm insane. But I want you to help. I want to learn from you. And Captain Marvel, and uh, Punisher's like, What? And so yeah. it, cut, it cuts to back to uh, Rick, who continues the story. It's it just the microverse stuff where he's like, I went to the galaxy hub, and then I came to you, yeah, and then yeah. said, well, blah, blah, blah. The one, the, one, the one thing that really sticks out for this part is when he's just, like, recapping this to the Woolly Mammoth guy, he's like, well, the part is I can see, you know, the, the link that I could see through is still intact. I see the world through Marv's eyes. Used to be we'd talk to each other, talk up a storm, but now I'm doing all the talking, and I've got no idea if he's listening or if he even yeah. hears me. And he's like, oh, not unlike God. And he says, yeah, not un. And that, like, that's just the first yeah. theme that it's like, oh, Rick Jones is just, like, he's kind of, like... Praying. Ca- he's praying to... Yeah. to, to, to he's basically he's yelling praying. At, yeah, yeah, yelling at God, stop killing everyone! And God's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't care. So, Genesis uh, trains with the Punisher. Really, all he does is go through his books and, and uh, reads all the stuff, information he has on his war journals to try to learn about his discipline. And because, like, Punisher's like always been the series, like, uh, he's been inhumanly disciplined to the point that he's con- con- contributed to his war, his own personal war on crime for for, for decades on end, uh, all by yeah. himself, by, like any help from anyone else. And so he wants Genesis wants that discipline, uh, which is another reason why I like this because it reminds me a lot of. Um, Punisher 2099, where you have a crazy guy trying to relate <laughs> oh, uh, Frank Castle. In okay. The, in the yeah, I see the comparison. Yes. <laughs> a man that's driven to the edge of insanity is like, you know what? I just need to find a way to weaponize this. <laughs> yeah. Driven to the edge of insanity and trying to use discipline to bring uh, sanity back to what he sees to be an insane world. Uh-huh. In return for letting him read his books, Genesis takes Frank over to... Well, he tells him he tells him who the guy Frank was chasing before, who his employer was. Yeah. And he's like, but you 
can't kill the guy you were after earlier. You can't kill the employee because two weeks from now, he'll be arrested. He'll be sent to jail. He'll find God. He'll become a jailhouse preacher. He will single-handedly lower the recidivist rate of the prison population that he's in. Yeah. 20 years later, he'll live a life as a preacher and then die in a hit and run at age 73. Don't kill him because after, even though he's a bad guy from this moment on, he will be doing good in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is a really interesting argument of like, he could be re rehabilitated. So the punisher is wrong to kill him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Punch is like, fine. Oh, he wants this fine because Captain Marvel says, I'll blow you up if you, if you try to kill <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he just, it even says Punisher tried to shoot him and, and Captain Marvel said, stop that. Yeah. yeah. Like he is obviously, he's God tier like power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's cosmic tier. <laughs> Yeah. So they go, they go to where the guy who, who um, hired him. This scene is is something. Yeah, so it looks like he, the guy is like this rich guy in, in a uh, wealthy mansion. A bunch of kids are trick-or-treating in his house. He looks like the toy collector from fucking Toy, <laughs> toy Story 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Punisher knocks on his door with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel gives the mob boss a cosmic awareness, and the guy starts freaking out. He runs towards this kid and goes to kill his kid. With a gun. He pulls out a gun yeah. to point it at his kid, like, screaming. His kid's wearing a little skeleton costume being, and he's saying, Daddy, do I have a costume? Is that just a skeleton <laughs> gun screaming? And, and, and Punisher just shoots the dad in the fucking chest. It's also yeah. crazy when he gives people the cosmic awareness, they, their eyes and the mouth are still visible, but the rest of them is, like, galaxy. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they look crazy. They start, like... It's like this is what the cosmic awareness does to you when you see your the universe in the future line. Yeah, punch goes to kid saying, "I have no choice, kid. You have to see that he's gonna kill you." Like, and then uh, Captain Marvel says, "Like, no, 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 Frank. He doesn't see it. But his dad saw. His dad saw what his son's gonna grow into, and I'll show you because I promise you, I'll give you some cosmic awareness. I'll give it to you." So he gives Frank cosmic awareness, and we don't get to see how, how this scene resolves. I really like the way they do this. Yes, we only see Rick's word for it. Rick says, "The Shingo, so he's Shingo Doom. Shingo Doom's like, so what happens next?" And Rick Jones says, uh, punch, Frank saw the kid uh, all grown up." Killing him real slow. Uh, uh, Frank Castle saw his own death. Death swaps in vengeance. And so Shimmer like, how do you take it? And uh, Rick says, oh, he started crying. And he broke down. And he started begging this eight-year-old kid not to, not to kill him. Not his finest moment. And Shimmer is like, why do I doubt that's what Frank Castle did? Like, the way you talk about this Punisher, the way you describe him, this doesn't make something to do. And, and Rick Jones is like, I would not go with the mindset you're going right now. I would not conclude that this is how you're concluding right now because I prefer the story the way I ended it. Mm -hmm. And she like, okay, let's leave it at that. And yeah. I like that because it's what it does is if you're a Punisher fan and you don't want him, like, murdering kids, it, like, leaves it open-ended. But, like, we all know he killed that kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's one of those did. things where it's always a lot more, like, tactful if you're going to portray something really horrific if you insinuate yeah. that that happened rather than, like, watch Punisher, like, uh, the Millar approach watch him blow out the kids brains it's like oh, yeah, skull. Edgy. yeah instead you're like oh yeah. damn like he killed this kid because this kid was gonna kill him yeah and then the scene is interrupted rather abruptly rather abruptly <laughs> she gives like i know i know this is your problem here's what you need to do rick you can fucking squash immediately and rick's like what the fuck just squashed him and there's like this the fucking like mountain comes alive like eyes form on the mountain yeah and says, no one, can, no one can save you, Rick. No one can save Captain Marvel. His face healed. And Rick's like, who are you? And the, the Cosmic Andy, whoever's talking to him, says, I am no one. To be continued. Yeah. And, like, I think you're totally right, though. Like, the thing that makes this book so good is just, like, every twist. Like, every scene ends very unexpected. Like, I didn't expect the Punisher to kill a kid. And I didn't expect this wise guy, like, this wise, this like, wise uh, ancient one. Yeah, this <laughs> wise like, guy. Hey, you wise guy. Eh? Yeah, this ancient, all-powerful guy just to be there for Rick to expose it to and then die. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. like, captivating in a way where it's, like, when we were reading all the Captain Marvel stuff before, you're, like... Like, um, when Monica was going to blow up, you're like, she's not going to blow up. Whereas here, you're like, is like, what, what is Captain Marvel building to? What is this mountain that's talking to Rick? Like, there seems to be answers somewhere, and you just can't yeah. fathom them. Yeah. So, the uh, next issue opens, and this time, we're like, we jump all the way over to the Kree, and it's like a Kree general, and they're talking about invading some planet that's close to the Skrulls. Like, a it's a strategic location in the war. Yeah. They become, like, super, like, British imperialists, like, the way they talk and everything. They're yeah. like, these primitives need to our uh, leadership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they talk about how they're a fierce race, uh, sharp like instincts, uh, compared to weapon comparison to ours, mm -hmm. but they're garrison and quite aggressive. 
Yeah. Yep. So they go down there, and all they can find is like one of them that's left. Like all their places are empty, and there's one person left alive. And the person just like looks up at them when they bring them to the captain and goes, "He looks at us. He looks at us, and and he knows." Then he starts throwing off people and like trying to like run away and panic. You know, he like holds on to them. He's yeah. like, "Please help." Yeah, conquer if you yeah. wish. We have no objection. None. Please just save us from this fucking. Uh, save us from him. Save us from him. Yep, and then we cut back to, like, uh, Rick's been waiting for a long time inside the prison, and then some, like... He's in the cave where Shinga, he met Shingadun, and he yeah. can't leave. Because every time yeah. he tries to leave, there's, like, an avalanche. Yeah, yeah and some hot orange-haired orange haired chick just... Orange-haired. <laughs> shows up, an alien lady, and she's like... She looks hey. like Mystique. She looks like Mystique, kind of. Yes. Yeah, yes. she definitely oh my looks God, like yeah. Mystique. And she's like, hey, uh, is Shingadun here? And he's like, uh, <laughs> I've been... Yeah, he's here, but I've been, like, eating him <laughs> to stay alive. Like, she asked him, like, I'm here to meet somebody. And then she's like, I, I, uh, do you have something to eat? And he, sa- he says, like, the answer to your second question is the same as the first. Shingadun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, the writing is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's why we keep reading from this directly where we don't for a lot of comics because the writing is really good. Yeah. yeah. They go back to the creep, uh, back to the planet of the Kree. Mm-hmm. They talk about who conquered this planet and, and you can tell it's Captain Marvel. Yeah, and so they, they go there and Captain Marvel's like, it shows him inside of the temple with all these other aliens and they're like, go ahead and like... Before, before you mention that, I just want to mention one line that, another line that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kree general's like, mount up men, let's find whoever, whoever or whatever did this and do it to them. No one should be allowed to exploit these people, at least not until we've exploited them first. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, like, that kind of, like, dialogue actually helps you understand, like, a really warlike race a lot when they're like, no one should be allowed to do terrible things but us because we're, like, the privileged ones that, yeah. yeah. And we're we're going to we're gonna lead them to, uh, you know, we're the white man's burden. Yeah. 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 The blue man's burden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, like, the white Cree are the, the underclassmen, whatever. Yeah. yeah, of course. White men are, the tr- are the truly underprivileged race in society. <laughs> what, what's this so say we all shit? Is, did they get this from Battlestar? No, this, so I wonder if that's from... Because Peter David does write Battlestar comics. I wonder if that's, oh. from, that's from the 70s show. It might be from the 70s that's show. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Because when was this written? 2002. This, this was, so it's funny because uh, the, the Captain Marvel number five, he is uh, a Battlestar ripoff. The fucking there's a scene where it's basically they're in the fracking ship. It is pretty much that fucking scene. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But that's later. But I think this was before the the reboot. The, the yeah, it is. About the reboot was started in 2003, I think, and this is 2002. Yeah. So a bunch of the Kree like rush in to fight off against them, but and all the people like of the 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 red people that are native to the planet, they all start running away, and they're like he calls himself like he he says he's our ruler now. He calls himself Captain Marvel, and there's this green general guy that's like now there's like a name that I haven't recognized in a long time. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> And yeah. during this, during this, uh, Rick Jones does hear Marv talk to him for the first time. Yeah, he shoots the, Marvel shoots the camera and says, "What a great bunch they are, aren't, aren't, aren't they, Rick?" And Captain Rick freaks out, saying, "Marv, Marv, you got to me!" And then as he's so excited, he hits his hand on the rock and knocks himself out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The important thing is that the aliens uh, come to come do more, like save us from him, save us from Captain Marvel. Ep- Epiphany talks with Jones, asking, "Like, tell me about." So what's Epiphany, going on. we didn't say that's the name of the the oh, yeah. red-haired lady. Yeah, we, we don't see, know that yet. Mystique, yeah. We find eventually. Mystique, it doesn't uh, really matter if we know yeah. it or not right now no i think it's cool when they reveal it she says epiphany and i'm like hey yeah. it's an epiphany yeah we, we spoil the twist but it's important that names are epiphany epiphany asks him about a situation uh while this is happening the, the, the they meet captain marvel in like this church place the creamy captain marvel's church place such cool art yeah and it's like it's like a whole like divine it's lit up like the otherworldly like temple he had a lot yeah crepuscular rays like the light shining through the, yeah. the windows yeah. and then the the green general of the Cree is talking there's like there's a cap there's a general and captain and general basically yeah this captain's talking and, to him. and this captain's like hey did you know that i trained captain marvell i taught him everything yeah your dad yeah and then he's like oh i guess that makes me your grandson then he's like i, I want you to appreciate something I did not kill any of the people on this planet. They killed themselves. I had a force field up, and they shot themselves. And it's very important that you understand this. And the crazy like, why is it important that I don't say that? So when I kill you, you don't understand how important that is. I killed you, and he fucking <laughs> just puts his fist right through the guy, the captain's chest. Yeah, it's again like all these issues like end with just like I'm all at the end of every issue. I'm like, holy shit! And he's like, <laughs> it's your fault because you trained my dad, and then my dad died fighting Nitro, and so you didn't train him well enough. You didn't train him well enough. His mom became lonely because he died. Then I got maybe because my mom was so fucking lonely, and now I have because to exist. I, yeah, because I exist, I had to go insane knowing the universe. <laughs> so this is all your fault. Yeah, yeah. and then he rips out his guts and it causes Marv to throw up as he sees uh, Rick, Jones. Rick. Rick Jones Rick Jones <laughs> Marv. yeah 
And then Marv basically like absorbs his outfit and he attaches like the 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 green like shoulder pads and the the planet symbol on his chest. It looks a lot more closer to Captain Marvel's like original original costume. Yeah. yeah. But it actually looks good. That's what I was saying. <laughs> they, they, they took that costume and made it actually good. Like the the Saturn symbol is actually more of a it's a circle. It's like a band like a, around his um chest. Uh, chest. Like he's like he's wearing a kind it's of really weapon. Cool. It's like more of a coincidental thing than I'm carrying a fucking Saturn. Logo yeah, and on my instead chest. of like just white across him, it's the the cosmic stars, uh, cosmic space. Stars. And, and he turns to the colonel and he's like, "I need discipline, and I want to join your army." Yeah, my so dad was think? a Kree officer, so I guess I should be a Kree officer too. Yep. <laughs> and so then the next issue opens with cuckolding, which I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That's what I love about this because it teases Mark, teases Mark stuff so many times, but it's it it never goes full Mark Millar. Yeah. It it teases it by it opens up with him. Uh, Marv is banging another guy's wife. It's it's, uh, the, it's the colonel mistress. that he's under the service of now. He just starts by like banging his wife. <laughs> it's his it's his mistress. It's his yeah, mistress. mistress. Oh. And he and while while he's doing this, uh, Richard's playing with guitar. It's about how great play guitar is. It's the feel of it, you know, the curveness, yeah. the suppleness, the firmness. And you just talk about. Okay, but then it gets a little less subtle, and it's just like, and yeah. you know, you gotta be good at fingering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. the fingering yeah. has to be just right. <laughs> and that's what I love about this because this whole intro seems like it's Mark it's becoming Mark Millar now, and like he goes to the the after he fucks the girl real good, he goes to <laughs> the guy, and he says, "I fucked your wife." <laughs> And not, not that I fuck her. I fucked her so good, you'll never be able to fuck her as good. She'll kill yourself outside of fucking her. Not, not only will you not be able to, no one can because I fucked her and I have cosmic awareness. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I know exactly the right thing to do. So, I can kill her if you want, just to spare her that. Yeah, and this is where you're like, he apes off of, like, Mark Miller. He never goes full Mark Miller. I'm pretty sure I, I fucked her so good, no one will be able to have sex with her again without her being, like, disappointed. It's like, and she'll, that Miller. knowledge will eventually destroy her. Yeah. yeah. While this is happening, Rick Jones is playing guitar because he became because of epiphany the character uh she he started becoming really good at music and he managed to uh, go, go back with epiphany he was able to climb down the mountain because saw a rock uh, career and now he's he like becomes like a, a alien rock star and he has three, yeah. three boobed ladies yeah <laughs> yeah there is another three boobed lady but she's like the ultimate muse that just being around her makes people just like really creative and great yeah and, she, and now that, that relationship to go to. And then we have like a really weird mirror of like Captain Marvel in like his Marvel suit. And as he's talking to the the lady and basically the colonel sending him on a suicide mission against the Shi'ar. And yeah. it's like, again, it's mirroring perfectly how uh, his dad, like how he first came. Because he's talking to the mistress and yeah. he kisses her. Yes. And she's like, I want you to die. And he's like, uh, you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he's, and she's like, how do you know? And he's like, I know. And he just flies off. Yeah. And she's like, he, he probably knows that. He probably knows that I'm a Shi'ar spy. She calls Shi'ar saying, hey, uh, he yeah. probably knows yeah. you're coming. So she's, she's not just, I mean, I'm not exactly 100% on board with this character's portrayal, but she's more than just like this mistress that's there she, yeah. for a vehicle of cuckolding. She's, she's a, a she's spy. She's a spy, yeah. <laughs> they reveal uh, Genesis as Cal's to her as he makes it seem. Uh, later on, very yeah. clearly. And then it cuts back to, like, Rick waking up, and uh, he's in, like, Epiphany's room. And they're in her bed, because they did it. Um, yeah. But he doesn't He doesn't remember that, though. Yeah, but, and then uh, he hears a voice, and he finds out, he hears a voice in that room, and he's like, that's the voice of no one! Epiphany, it, why it's do you the know mountain one? that was killing, or locked him in yeah. prison. And then he runs over, and he wraps the sheets around his waist, and runs to the bathroom, and he sees this, like glowing outline of a guy with like it looks like crazy hair and he's yeah. wearing a bath towel too <laughs> or like yeah, he the, looks the like sheet. eternity yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks, like looks eternity. like eternity yeah. yes and then you see this giant fucking shiar like armada and you're like <laughs> how can anyone fight this and he's just like no wait, they're uh, like they cut back to cut the marvel then they see the shiar armada right right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they're like you know, is it possible that this guy is so strong that we can't detect him at all? Because if he's capable of manipulating like space time, like can't maybe he, teleport he could be like right stuff? here. Yeah, and that he's like, hey, teleports behind him, saying, "Yes, yeah, it certainly provides food for thought." And they also shoot at him, and he just makes a shield again. They start killing themselves again. Yeah. And he tells this whole story from the Bible about like Uriah, about the guy who King yeah, David. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, King David wanted to bang Bathsheba, so <laughs> he he sent he sent her husband into battle to die, and then he did die, and then he's like got him, and now he was able to have kids with her. Because they were trying to cover up this pregnancy. Again, drawing yeah. more parallels between, like, religious him and the bi- bases him and, and him. God. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he goes back, uh, he goes to the general. The general's like, your uh, mistress was a, 
was a CR spy. She was doing you just to get to uh, get, get more information because you're the new hot commodity now. And then he's like, uh, so I want you to shoot her to prove that you're like loyalty to me and everything. Yeah, because like... yeah, uh, Captain Marvel had to know that she was a spy with his cosmic awareness. And because he doesn't kill the Shi'ar when he's there. Oh, yeah, like, true. Yeah. He flies away and says, tell your princess I send my love. Yeah. And not in like that much. Like, he doesn't say love and fly away. But he's <laughs> like... The the Kree is like what like why what did you the what sh- and he's the Shi'ar is like that and then, yeah and then he goes back and the the colonel tells him hey execute her with three bullets one for her head and two for each of her hearts and then he takes the gun and say he puts three bullets in the guards and the colonel and then he says uh, this is the woman's like, woman's surprise and he says this is unfortunate this is being a direct order is an offense demanding the most severe punishment available. Oh, well, thank God it's over. He puts a gun to his head and shoots himself. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's trying to learn discipline. And he's like, yeah, the penalty for traitor, treason is death. And he's like, I am a traitor. He shoots himself. Yeah. And, and that's what I like because it shows that he cared about the woman enough to save her. And he killed himself because he's so fucking crazy that uh, he betrays discipline. Yep. And so we get to the, the near the end of this arc now where we have his grave, which is here lies genius, Captain Marvel, friend, hero, traitor. He tried his best. Yeah. <laughs> and, and while we come kind of that and like Rick Jones, lifeless eyes uh, staring into the void, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the grave explodes and Captain Marvel crawls out of it and says, well, actually, well, this is one effect I just want to point out about Rick, J- Rick, <laughs> Rick James, Rick Jones staring into the void. His eyes are completely black, like his pupils are black. And then there's a light, and then we see the Captain Marvel logo in his eye, and then mm. there's a brighter light, and that's when he breaks out, out of the, the, the yeah. Captain, the, Captain, Marvel, Captain Marvel breaks yeah. out of the grave. Yeah. Yeah. And so Rick Jones wakes up uh, and is like, "What the hell?" And Epiphany's there, and she's like, "Hey, you've been sleeping for like a month," and 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 Rick Jones is like, "But Marv shot himself. He should be dead, but he's not." And he's like, "What's going on?" And oh yeah, and then Epiphany does say that, "Hey, that starry guy." Oh, that's, brother. My brother. that's my and brother. She's like, Who's, and she's like, who's your brother? And Rick's like, who's your brother, God? And he's like, no, and yes. Yeah. She says that he always appears as like a reflection of yourself so your mind can comprehend it, mm-hmm. which is yeah. something that we've talked about when we talk about mm-hmm. eternity. Every yeah. episode we talk about eternity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we cut to this gravesite, and Genus in his Kree battle outfit is back alive, and he turns around, and the original Captain Marvel's there, his dad. Yeah. And he's like, how's death dad and uh dad's like uh not what i expected he says a lot of like jim starlin philo- philosophical stuff right marvell has this very smug face like i'm gonna give you some inspiring quotes sly i mean it's a very it. freudian okay. slip here yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and i imagine that he fucking marvell looks like ryan here, fucking smug face right here. i'm gonna say something inspiring and uh you and me we're energy we're energy genus yeah people uh, shouldn't should fear feel- death energy can't be destroyed it's a passing of life to die is simply to experience energy becoming another form and they're just like, you know what? Fuck you, Dad. And just, just be shit out of him saying, I'm sorry, were you saying something? And he's just, I don't it's think I understand It's really weird because he's like, they're both dead? And yeah. they're both energy ghosts? And he's like, you can't shoot me. We're both energy. And he just beats him, though. And yeah, he's just, he beats he's like, I don't him. care. He's like, I don't care. All I care is that I spend the majority of my life trying to live up to your memory ideals. You became And you were watching. Yeah. You know, so you're yeah. like, what? In cosmic a cosmic masturbation. masturbatory sort of Yeah, way. and all along, yeah. you knew the truth of it that I'd end up short because I could never be you and I had no clue who I was. Like watching a rat in a maze with all the exits sealed. The question isn't whether he'll get, get out. The question is how crazy will he go trying to get out? And so he's like, he's being the shit out of his best. Like and and like, Marvel is like, I, I don't want to hurt you. And he goes, oh, good. And just keeps beating him. And, like, <laughs> and Rick Rick Jones is like, I thought I knew Rage. I mean, I hang out, I've hung out with the Hulk, but I've never seen anything like what Marv does to his father ever. <laughs> it's such yeah. a great, like, unexpected subversion because, like, this character who's trying to live up to his dad's legacy, Rick says that, like, his whole motivation is to, like, you know, win his dad's approval. And then he, he goes crazy and then dies and meets his dad. And you expect, like, oh, this is when the hero finds out he was good enough all along. And no, yeah, he just beats the shit no, out of his dad. There's a lot of, like, uh, Oedipal stuff, like, yeah. killing yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. Like, in this in this issue in the next one. Yeah, he wraps it up by fucking tossing his own tombstone on his, his dad's yeah. tombstone on top of him, I think. I'm like, how does that work? He's a ghost, but he splats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well the thing is like Jens asked like too, like, how does this all work? And like they never really explain it, but uh, yeah. it's supposed to be like kind of ambiguous. And like I feel like that's been enough of a theme of the whole book where it's yeah. like the it's cosmically aware, it's just like 
it's working, I guess. <laughs> and it, because they're both energy beings, you can just imagine one just energy destroying the other. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to literally be a grave kill again. It's like we saw in the Death of Captain Marvel, where it was like, Thanos and Marvel were fighting, but like, not really. Yeah, not really. And so while this is happening, Rick is like saying, I've lost him. I, 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 he's beyond the pale. I have, to, I have to kill him. I have to find a way to kill him now. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel basically uh, emits like a, a galaxy piercing scream. His face... This is this is great. This this yeah. The full page this... spread of him the... screaming, yeah. but it's like a screaming faces, of mouths and eyes yeah. and crazy. His like, eyes are spirals. Yeah. <laughs> he's got drool in his mouth. And there's just these faces on his face, his neck, his costume are all yeah. screaming. And... They, he, like Rick Jones says, he has other needs now. He just doesn't know what they are. And when, not if, but when he finds them, every living thing will pay for it. See, it's starting already. And this is the page of the screaming. They hear his scream everywhere. It's a primal scream. Happens every now and then when a truly cosmic being gets his knickers in a twist. It killed the dinosaurs. It made humanity afraid of the dark. And annihilated half of Europe in the guise of the Black Plague. Cuts to the core of everything that is and was and will be. How do I know? Because I do and so does he. And he just emits this scream falls to the ground and then nobody no one or whatever his name was uh, yeah. the 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 brother of epiphany is standing over him and says let's go for a walk and this time he's wearing like a cosmic yeah. uh like a captain marvel he's, outfit Captain marvel suits he's wearing cosmos yeah. costume and he's like uh do you know who i am and he's like i don't know who you are so and then he's like yeah so i must be beyond the cosmos yeah and he's like did you make me insane <laughs> and this being is like yes does that upset you and captain marvel's like not really. I'm just like my mind is on permanent vacation. Yeah, but without having to worry how much to tip the help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so basically uh, now this being takes him on a trip of this is what I meant the edible thing. He yeah. takes him on a trip of a bunch of sons <laughs> fucked up son dad relationships. Yeah, where he first sees this kid uh, who made a thing for his dad, the clay ashtray for his father, but the clay. Yeah, he's trying to make his dad happy. He's trying to make his dad happy, making a little clay thing. Yeah. Dad it's, wants to beat him now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a five year old kid making a clay ashtray. Uh, he spills the clay on the carpet, and dad's just beating a fucking newspaper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the next one is a kid dropping the football and losing the game, which his dad bet on. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna blame the son. The next is a son taking on his dad's business and failing and running into the ground, and the dad yelling at him. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite part because this shows how relevant the story is. Um, it's the White House, and he basically says this, this this guy was trying to live up to his own dad, uh, his own dad, and uh, this is why I find this story so interesting because I didn't ex- I didn't notice that was the White House. Yeah, yeah it's, it's George Bush. Yeah, <laughs> oh. they, never, they, never show, they never say it's George Bush, but they say this guy's trying to live up to his dad, but he's he, uh, he's trying to make yeah, it do better. Yeah, he's walking job. across the National Mall. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch yeah. that. Yeah, and nor did I. Wow. The thing I love about this uh, this whole book touches by the idea of the failed son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Trump was a failed son. George W. Bush was a failed son. I am the failed son. Yeah, we are all the failed son. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's it's not just the failed son thing. It's like everyone has this thing where it's like you want to either make your dad like proud or you have to say fuck you dad and kill your dad. Yeah, that's what he talks yeah. about. He says like blinds have it simple. You have to admire animals for purity. A north line kills his rival and now he devours the offspring of his rival. No false stepfather bonding allowed in the veilt. In order to grow, some reject his father sooner or later, or the father faces rejection or disappointment and his offspring rejects the son. Sometimes they reconnect later on, but the wound runs deep and poison flows from it. And he says, this is a universal constant. And, he, and he's like, why? And he's like, because my father rejected me. This is the, this is the cosmic being saying yeah. this. And that's like how he says, uh, and from it flows the fundamental chaos and disorder he finds so appalling. And I, and I, I fucking love that line because <laughs> I feel like a lot of humanity's flaws are like, Little boys trying to make his dad happy. Oh, it's it's or, the yeah. sins passed down from the parents. Yeah. 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 And he says, uh, so my father rejected me. And he goes, and who would he be, the father? And he says, I thought you'd never ask. This is him, or rather a representation of him. His name is Eternity. Yeah. And so he's like, so if Eternity is your dad, you are. And he says, entropy, the things that fall apart, the center that cannot hold. I'm like, why is he quoting English literature? Okay. Uh, <laughs> entropy, the undoer I am I at your service. Or I at yours, just yeah. so. Uh, Phil, I would just like to say maybe English literature is quoting him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> so he he says like a universe will eventually end, but I tire of it eventually. I put it out, put it in myself out of misery now. I could I could use your help ending the universe, and and 
Uh, Jettis takes the bloody, like, gun that he beat his dad to death with, and he goes, it's about bloody time. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where this, this issue is, like, the weirdest of them all. It starts out with, they already entered the universe. That's what I love about this. I love that. I fucking love... <laughs> they, they already, you think it's going to set up for an, a grand final issue? No, it's already over. Very Where's, long. He yeah. killed, they killed Eternity. The universe ended. Wait, was there any actual event before hearing... Because that's what mm-hmm. I just assumed, is there was some event. No, that's what I love about it. They just call the bullshit. They make you think it's going to be an event. No, there isn't. Everyone's dead already. They, they fucking killed the universe. <laughs> Not just oh, dead. Wow. It's like they're just floating in this white void. No, but everyone else is dead. Everyone except everyone in the universe is dead, except for Epiphany, Entropy, Rick Jones, and Genesis. Yeah. yeah, and he kept Rick Jones alive because he's like, I want you to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, wow, look at this peaceful universe. Everything it's, is gone. It's not blank. Every page has like just like a watercolor spray on yeah. it. Yeah, like, that's you, a good If you took like a good brush point. and you just swirled it around a couple times, that's what it looks like. Which I like a lot too. It's like an artist canvas that's like mm-hmm. not formed. Yeah, it's a yeah. really great effect. It, the art is so fucking good. I, yeah. I really like this. Yeah, I just want to point out some really great lines. So Rick Jones like, is like sulking because he failed to save the universe. And Jones is like, come on, Rick, you shouldn't be sad. I mean, think of all the times you saved the universe before. Just because you failed spectacularly this go around doesn't validate all your previous efforts. <laughs> I just yeah. find that so fucking funny. Like, oh, you've seen it three times. You can't feel bad if you failed to save it once. Come on, like 40 <laughs> times saving it. Rick says, just says like, Rick just like, go away. He just Rick Jones is like go away. He's like fuck off. Yeah, and he screamed when he when Rick Jones screams at him. He actually can make Captain Marvel like rear back in pain because they have that psychic link. No, because he actually off panel uh, when he was thinking about a way to kill him, he he mentions like uh, Rick Jones developed a way to use a psychic link to uh, basically psychically attack Genesis. Mm-hmm. And so he's like the whole time you were doing that. And it did slow me down, but, you know, it didn't stop me. Epiphany is like, you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You know what it does to you? And he goes, I had to do something. And he's like, well, that's just so you, isn't it, Rick? Had to do something. Jen says that. Yeah. Like, Rick Jones is like, I spoke to you months and you didn't reply. You're supposed to know everything, but you don't give a damn about anything. You destroy life in the whim. <laughs> Yet I'm supposed to believe you care? What kind of sick bastard are you? And then he says, I believe the technical term is God. <laughs> and I'm like, he basically is. He basically yeah. is a God. Yeah. He starts talking to Entropy, and Entropy's kind of, like, bummed out. He's like, yeah, you know, like, is this it? Like, is, <laughs> yeah. is, there, is there, like, nothing? And he's like, but, you know, you killed your dad. Like, <laughs> uh, that's you. pretty good. And Rick Jones is like, what do you expect to happen at the end of everything? D- different strokes reruns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Captain Marvel's like, you know, Entropy is just everything degrading to, in like, an inner uniformity. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're there now. And he's like, you must, before, you must have had the weight of existence, the collective Empyrean howling of all living things. Uh, was as much ra- a raging cacophony in your essence as it was in mine. And now we have peace, quiet, and serenity. So what's the problem? And Epiphany's like, yeah, like, this sucks now to have literally nothing at the end. Yeah. You know, I I, I have everything and nothing, and I'm just sitting here in this paradox not knowing what to do. And Rick Jones is like, you could create something. I love this, because then Legacy is like... Or Captain Marvel is like, don't be absurd. His very essence is to destroy. We can't change what we are. And Rick's like, why not? You were sane. That changed. And he goes, not really. Insanity is simply sanity taken to new levels. Now, if you... And then he basically just says, like, well, it goes against his nature. And he's like, yeah, but everything's God. What is my nature? There's no universe. Yeah. 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 Right. He says, like, yeah, like, what am I if I'm... If I'm the... If I'm randomness and chaos and the degradation of energy and everything, like... But if there's nothing of that, like, I don't... And I, I used to be railing against my dad as one of my main identifiers. What am I now? And maybe I should create something, but I don't know how. And Captain... Mar- he says, where to begin? And Captain Marvel says, I can tell you where to begin. In the beginning. And he takes a gun. But wait, he, I, 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 do want, I, I do want to clarify, like... Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty like, uh, what do I even create? And Rich says, you create what you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, he says, but all I know... Or, uh, is what my father was, and Rick said, just use that then. And yeah, I, I think that t- ties into like the father son theme, like, yeah, yep. end up trying to recre- end up recreating a father anyway. Yep, yep. yeah, and that's a very good point. Captain, yeah, it's a really good point. Captain Marvel shoots him in the head, and we get this full page bang, obviously, the big bang, in this mm-hmm. cosmic explosion. And there's a few pages of just like the Space. creation of the universe, yeah. yeah, and it's really cool. You see that the nebula start turning into solids, and then planets, and then you see Entropy's eyes open. And it's another really cool shot because it goes from this planet and then his eyeball. It's like a cool. Yeah. And he, and he's is. now he looks like eternity as this cosmic yeah. silhouette. And he says, it is good. Mm-hmm. Fucking like the Bible. the Bible. Yeah. And, and everything is basically like it was before uh, up to the, to where the story started. And I, I, I want to bring this up because remember where in the, we did Doctor Strange and 
uh, Steve Englehart wants the exact same thing. Yep. And Marvel's like, fuck you. And Peter David just did it randomly in this fucking Zealous story. No one gives a shit about <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I assumed there had to be some event that, like, led to this. Because no. I was like, no way they would just let this guy kill the entire no, universe no, off. No, but that, that, is, that, that is a sign of, like, the modern Marvel comics. There's, like, no continuity nowadays anymore. Like, <laughs> oh, and okay. you can do anything in your own fucking book. Oh, back okay. then, like, Back then, they actually gave a shit. Now they really don't. And so Entropy now looks like Eternity. And he's like... Uh, what's going on? And then Epiphany says, that is entropy. He destroyed the father only to become the father. And Captain Marvel's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. We're drawing symbolism here, literally. I love this <laughs> yeah. a lot because then Attorney goes, it is the cycle. I am the alpha and omega. My own beginning, my own end. And Captain Marvel interrupts, interrupts him. He says, I said I get it, all right? We're drowning in symbolism over here. <laughs> and he's like, so Rick Jones says, so it was predestined? This is all some game with a fixed ending? There's no God? The universe was created like this? And he's like, everything is predestined uh, up until the moment when it happens. At which point, it's anybody's guess. Uh, that depends whose game you believe we're playing. And then Epiphany's like, it's all as it was uh, right up until the point you started cha- when it all started for you. The only thing that hasn't changed is you yourself. You can remember all this. And this. And she gives she gives him a kiss, which gives yeah. him like an epiphany, <laughs> which it, yeah. it cuts back to like back in the beginning where it's the the breastfeeding the woman. The, the woman trying to kill a suicide bomber. Yeah, well, and instead yeah. he grabs the gun and he breaks it. And it's like shooting a helpless woman even if she did try to blow you up. Just not right. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's not too late to save the alien soldier. No, it is too late. Or, it is too late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, he chooses her over the yeah. alien soldier, over the Badoon. But, and but he says, but trying to be everywhere can yeah. just make you crazy. So instead, I'll concentrate on making it to another world to save the girl that the alien woman that's going to be beat by her boyfriend so he saves her the one who will become the messiah basically yeah, yep. yeah. and yeah so he he saves her and then it and ends with just blows the fucking boyfriend up and yeah now at and... this point i was like are they really going to take this really like crazy story and just wrap it up so nicely but then no continue he's like he's like oh, he goes oh my god what have i done that terrorist woman whose life I saved, she commits suicide in police custody. As revenge, friends of hers blow up the police station, killing 27, including the husband of that woman who I stopped from killing the terrorist. The terrorist. That baby's father is dead, and this girl now, the one I saved, this peacemaker, after she dies, massive schisms over interpretations of her philosophies divide her acolytes. Love becomes hatred. Peace becomes war. Massive galaxy-shaking war, the likes of which have never... And he goes, I should go back and kill her. That's it. <laughs> kill her myself. But then if I do that, but... Her teachings save millions, but yeah. millions more die, which millions do I save? And they, and he's like, and Rick Jones is like, no, 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 not again. No, Marv, say something. And, <laughs> and then Marv he just, just collapses again, and then he turns, uh, starts laughing. He, yeah. She's into the Kree costume and flies off laughing like a madman. Yeah. And, that's and then it the ends. Arc. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and that's this what I love, I love to make you think it's going to be, oh, everything's wrapped up. Nothing happened really. Yeah. Nothing yeah. Happened. yeah. No, the, the ending is cosmic awareness will always make you crazy. There are no exceptions. Good luck. <laughs> what is the rest of his book like? That's what uh, I was it's, it's, uh, So, Val, you read the last issue, right? So, I didn't just read the last issue. I was actually skimming around a bunch of them because I was like, okay, this was pretty crazy. I'm like, it's like, wh- like, where do you go after that? And what it is, is it basically becomes Slice of Life with crazy Captain Marvel and Rick Jones. As he's oh like flying God. around, just like doing a bunch of different things. There's an interesting episode where, or an interesting issue where af- after Entropy became attorney, it like made some tears in the universe. So what happens is like earlier stages of Rick Jones go to meet him and earlier stages of Captain Marvel go to meet him. And it's all arguing about whether or not like you should kill your earlier self so you don't become <laughs> yeah. the monster you are now. That's what I love about it. Like I want to describe it as such life. I describe it more of explaining like exploring all these weird concepts about like time travel morality uh would you kill your past selves should you kill your past selves if you know he's gonna be evil would you kill baby hitler uh, yeah if, if like all these that's why i fucking love this is one of my favorite comic series of all time like no joke uh i just want to say good news after this book gets canceled uh fabian nichieza from last episode writes the character again puts him on the thunderbolts and then kills him right away yes. <laughs> he kills him twice he kills him fucking twice <laughs> And the, the last issue is the weirdest one that I read because yeah. it's literally um, Peter David pretty much just like saying go to hell Marvel in a way. Because yeah. <laughs> what happens is like everyone like comes out like they, after their adventure, they all like get together and they're all talking. Then this guy shows up. He's like, all right, like right, let's start taking down like the background over here. Let's just start shoveling up yeah. all this stuff. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we got to wrap up. Like, we're done. That's it. And they're like, no, our adventure's like, we have to go do this. It's like, no, don't worry. I'll just spoil everything for you right now. 
Yeah, they start tearing down the set. They start tearing down the set. Yeah, basically. That's so wild. And and the guy, the guy, he, the guy that appears there is another cosmic entity called Eulogy. And he's, and like, he's like a comic nerd. He's like a comic nerd except cosmic skin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and like uh, he goes to uh, Rick Jones saying, "You know what's happening, Rick? Captain Marvel might have uh, cosmic awareness, but you have comics awareness. You've been here before. You know it's like being a canceled book." Okay, yeah. that's gold. I'm into that. I don't mind that much because um, the issue, the story before that is my favorite story of the entire run. Uh, it's just a joke. The Max has a similar ending, but they play straight, and that pissed me off even more. Like, the fact that she has a joke makes me not mind that much, even though you could <laughs> skip it. You could skip it when you're reading the trades, if you ever want to read the trades or anything. Yeah, and at, at the very end of it, he's like, Captain Marvel's like, I can't leave yet. Like, I have to, like, stay here and answer this phone in case someone needs me. Because he ends up, like, trying to redeem himself and become a good guy again and lose the insanity. And he's like, someone might call and they might need me. He's like, no one needs you. Like, no one's called for you. No one cares about you. Obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love. He's like, Captain Marvel's inspiring. I'm a hero. And yeah. they're, they're like, no one really gives a shit about Captain they, Marvel. Come they on. didn't become really afraid of you, Captain, they became bored. Bored because they didn't know what to make of you. Your unpredictability became your liability. <laughs> no one likes this comic. See, uh... <laughs> and, and they never really cared in the first place to boot. And so, like, you, you know, you, you, no one cared in the first place. Uh, and you're going crazy. No one gives a shit. It's over. It's over. Yeah, and that ends with the Captain Marvel going, sorry, Dad, I tried. And then he goes through the teleporter eulogy left for him. <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, this guy is so such an unknown character, but he's like stronger than anyone else in the Marvel Universe. He could kill Thanos, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah that's, why it's, that's, why it's, that's why I just find it funny because he's so powerful, but like he can't stop comics. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, comics. I can't make people interested in me. Well, it reminded me of like, there's a Fantastic Four issue where they have to bring like Johnny or Thing back to life. And what they ended up meeting is like, essentially God. And he's like, I'm just a writer, you know? I'll just oh, write him back That's not God. In. They meet Jack Kirby. Oh, Jack Kirby, Show yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, so unfortunately, like, it ends prematurely, but I think it's still a really good fucking series. Oh, yeah, I mean, this first arc was, I know we dumped on Jenis last time, but like, you, you were right. The guy, the guy, I was fucking fucking, I was fucking the guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, that guy, yeah, that fucking character was just a 90s, like, it was Gambit, let's make, cop them off with the Gambit. Yeah, like, yeah. It sucks. But this is like what uh, a, 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 a good writer being stuck with a book no one else wants to write, trying to make it fucking sell the best he can. And he came up with some really good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it for the book, unless anybody has any final thoughts. Yeah, I got some some gripes to air here. <laughs> it's the airing of <laughs> oh, grievances. No. Well, I, I, I like the story overall, but one of the things that I kept coming to that I was, like, struggling with is when they talk about, like, him going mad and insane and nuts, it's not that he goes insane as much as he just becomes a nihilistic asshole, which is, like, yes. I really got into it in the beginning because I'm, like, I want to see what, like, a madman with, like, cosmic knowledge does, and instead it's just, like, I, like he's just going to, like, do whatever. He's going to join the Punisher for a bit, then he's going to go, like, sleep with his boss's wife, then he's going to kill himself, and then he's going to destroy the universe. So question, but if you, if you went fully crazy, could you make a story about him because then he wouldn't have any it would just be like actual random acts of god basically at that point i i think that could be interesting in i think that would be art. interesting as a protagonist i, I like though? this as a as like uh it's 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 insane in the sense that like he loses any grip on reality and becomes like a i mean he still has enough of a grip on reality to be like oh i need discipline now to go but is that this. really what he, it's not what he needed he's, he, he's, he's, trying, he's trying to uh he tries discipline and he can't do it mm. He he basically is just like I am God and nothing means anything. And I I see I do see what you're saying. It is mostly nihilism, but mm-hmm. it it is pretty crazy that he just like shoots himself. Like yeah, yeah there, there are acts of you can't say he's he's not, not at least partially insane. Like there is insanity like to kill yourself. Well, yeah, there's there's like that unpredictability there. Because like uh, when you uh, when you're describing, I imagine more like random acts. Because then it becomes more like I don't think as a protagonist that work because it becomes random acts of God. I think you need some driving force. Like you mentioned, you uh, off camera you mentioned parallax. Yeah, like um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that that this story has very similar beats with parallax, where it's a good hero that goes like mad although this is mad through knowledge whereas hal went mad through pretty much like uh being exposed to a lot of tragedy and trauma yeah and i really liked parallax's story because it, it like i am so much more down with we need to recreate the universe to avoid this kind of disaster rather than here where it's just like let's just do it let's just see what it's like because nothing matters. But that's that's actually random. That's what I'm random. Because I'm saying it's, that's sure. what I'm saying. Uh, I they need to have some kind of direction. Like uh, Genesis mm-hmm. is less uh, focused, but I think you need to have random 
some focus to their ma- to their madness. Well, Meta Review has more nihilism. I think there is madness here, and I think it's focused enough that it can create a more, a more interesting narrative. I think you need to have some driving force for a character, or else there's nothing pushing the story forward because just mm-hmm. like, basically just becomes God, our real God, just doing random shit all the time. Also. I, one thing I like about this, I, I do agree. I really like Parallax too, in like the sense, like if I remake a new universe, there won't be as much suffering. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. I think it's interesting too. The idea that infinite power literally doesn't matter because no matter what you do, something bad or good is going to happen as a result. And so you can try your best to know everything and to to be ultra powerful and make the universe better. But in the end, you might be saving a mass murderer and. Killing yeah. a a someone who's well, I would say he, he had omniscience, not omnipotence, because he couldn't reshape the universe directly. Yeah. One instead, he was just like, I can only just keep seeing all these mistakes that are being made in the future. That's definitely an interesting thing for him, because like Parallax had like this omnipotent power, mm-hmm. but Captain Marvel, like having omniscience without the power to be able to change anything, is such a curse and a burden. Mm-hmm. That's why I like. That's why. That's why I like. It's like I think they're both good characters. I think. Parallax. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, um, and I, I, I like both stories a lot. That's why, uh, that's why I fucking gravitate towards. That's why I fucking recommended Parallax. That's why I recommend this story. Mm-hmm. I think this is the kind. Of, this is my jam, and I'm disappointed. Dale fucking hates no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I don't <laughs> hate it. My thing is like there are just like bits and pieces of me that rub me the wrong way. I'm especially like sensitive to uh, quippiness in like a lot of Marvel comics. I, I don't like it. When I'm yeah, like, that's, that's Peter David's style. Peter David's very So, Daryl, yeah. why do you like me? <laughs> what? Who said I liked you? I didn't say that. <laughs> I would erase you from existence, you know, if I could. But I'm not, I'm not omnipotent, so. I told them this, that I, you know, if you got to do something with, like, Captain Marvel license, like, this actually got me to read all six issues in a single sitting pretty easily. Because I was interested in where it was going, and I thought the subject matter was really interesting. Like, if... I'm way more into this kind of story than just a regular superhero story where it's like, oh, how do we stop the Kree invasion on the planet? We have to, like, put a bomb on their thing. I'm way more like, take a really interesting idea of a superhero with omniscience going mad and, like, run with it. Because, like, most of the time, these the elements of a hero are just plot devices for the comic book story of Stop the Villain. Yep. But uh, this this is like uh, a, more, a different type of story where it's like, let's explore those, those concepts outside of them being plot devices yeah. and make that the story. Yeah, no... the less plot device stuff, generally the more like I can like sit down and get into it, depending on the story. Cool. So so that wraps it up for uh, Legacy of Ember, but it's not the end of Captain Marvel. Like we said, we're going back for Carol after the Christmas break. Yes. We're not actually taking a break. We're doing our regular December episode. Yeah, when I say Christmas break, uh, Christmas break, Christmas episodes, yes, holiday episodes, yes. Holiday. yes, holiday episodes. Cool. So, uh, if you like all this like God talk and all like different sorts of facets of religion, you should listen to the Podstore podcast on the Flying Machine Network. It's more about like the hypocrisy of evangelical voters in America, but it's kind of the same, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> well, but anyway, they, they, yeah, they like... are killing us, like Captain Marvel killed us, killed the universe. <laughs> Yeah, but the, uh, you know, I just, I find, like, all these different facets of religion and everything really interesting. And if you do, too, there's lots of different ways to explore that. And that's one of them. So, yeah, check that and all the other shows out on the flyingmachine.network website. And that's all I got. So take us away, Sly. So that's the device of issues. Thank you all for listening. I saved the world millions of times, but I failed it once. And now fuck me, I guess. (laughs) I've been killing my father just to become him. I've been the Alpha and the Omega, my own beginning and my own end. All right, whatever. It's too much symbolism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've been no one. Stay in continuity. <laughs> I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>